1: It's time, it's time, time to get
2: in the zone, time to get in the zone, with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast, with Al and Brian. Brian, how cool is it? We have to really appreciate, I feel like, we may not get a lot of chances to do this, to do a show and cover an NFC Championship game, hopefully fingers crossed we can keep going after that to keep covering games but how cool is just just to be able to cover this team during this time
1: yeah it's it's a lot of fun and you know there was there were some dark ages as, as we've talked about before uh in in this franchise since the last time they won a super bowl and and just to just to know that Kyle Shanahan came in and you know we've been to 4 of 5 four of the last 5 NFC championship games and really the only the only thing to rival it is the fact that Patrick Mahomes has never not been in an AFC championship game which is impressive in and of itself but mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's when your team wins it's fun and and it may not create as much opportunity for for content in in a what has become a really negative uh world if you will in terms of what gets eyeballs or earballs or attention or whatever you want to call it um you know the negative far outweighs the positive but man this team is consistent it wins and i love talking about it and i love being a fan of the team you know obviously as a fan this is this is all you could ask for is an opportunity every season to know that hey you know what the likelihood that that my squad makes it to the playoffs and makes a deep run is pretty high because of the guy that we got leading the team. And it seems like we found our quarterback now, which is even better. And it just, I i don't know at what point you can look and go, I, I don't know when the 49ers stop being contenders every year, uh, as long as Shanahan is leading and, and as long as Brock is playing the way that he's played this season.
2: Yeah, it looks like the window is going to be open for a bit. I don't necessarily know with this core, how much longer, but again, if they replenish and and keep doing what they have been doing, there's no reason they can't put other pieces around Brock and around Bosa and around guys who are going to be here for a while, a while longer. So as I'm starting to dive into this, you know me, I'm always looking at stats, right? I just, I know it only tells part of the story, but like it's always something that's been really cool to me to look at those. And I, I came across something that, Got me a little more worried about something that I have been worried about, and that's the defense. Yeah. So going back to last season in the playoffs last year, the Niners defense only has two sacks over its last three games and five um over its last four games. If you look at the 2021 postseason alone, they had 12 sacks in those three games. So they're not getting home. Mm-hmm. And we talked about some of the concerns with the defense and Nick Bosa, especially Nick Bosa, it hasn't he started out his first six playoff games. He had eight sacks, just I mean, dominant. Yeah. He hasn't had any in his last four games. I kind of feel like even though the numbers tell me exactly the opposite, because the Lions have Decker and Penny Sewell, who mm-hmm. are just absolute fantastic bookends that are like two of the yeah. two of the best in the league. The sack percentage, 4.9%. Is the second best in the league for the Lions offense. They only allow a sack at 4.9% of the dropbacks. Who is their... um, you know, I wish I wrote that down. I did not. I think well, so...
1: I only bring that up because I think <laughs> I think the Packers are either number one or they were around there, right? They're, so it's two teams there. in a row, two teams in a row where where the they don't allow their quarterback to get sacked. And so that's the only reason I brought it up.
2: Well, that's interesting. I'll see next time you start talking, I'll get up. Um, yeah. and then only 31 sacks, which is the fourth least in the league. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that doesn't really let you get to the quarterback. Even though golf is a statue, whatever they're doing there, they're giving him time or he's getting rid of the ball, or whatever, whatever it is. So I actually think I put out when I put up the stat about Bosa, I said, I feel like he's going to get one this week. A lot of people are not confident in that at all. Like, no, he's not. This is a great offensive line, blah, blah, blah. And, and what I'm thinking is, Yeah, these guys are great, but Nick Bosa is also supposed to be one of the best defensive players in the league. If you're that good and you're, you know, greatness going against greatness, you could still win. I just feel like he's due. I feel like this whole whole defensive line is due. Start getting home. You could say they've gotten some pressures, and I think Bosa might have had like five QB hits last week or something. Like, Mm -hmm. he was getting pressure, but they haven't gotten home. And that's one of the things that really stuck out to me that they're going to have to do here. That, Brian, and I said this last show, I am scared shitless of Jameer Gibbs in this game. Yeah. After what I saw Aaron Jones do to this defense, you get Gibbs out there in the open field. He scares me. And then they can really pound it inside with David Montgomery. That's a good one-two punch. If they protect golf like that, mm-hmm. and you got the running backs doing what they're doing, I don't know Frank is banged up, but he's one of the best centers in the league. Yeah. This is a scary offense. Laporta, St. Brown, you could get into a shootout. And that's not what I want to see. I want to see this defense come out and look like the 49ers defense.
1: Yeah, you know, the the D-line is my biggest concern, uh, both in the run game and the pass game. And and it's hard to say that because this is a team that has sunk more resources into that position group uh, over any other position group on the team. And you said it, uh, you, you did say Ragnow is dealing with injuries. The other thing is their, uh, I believe, right guard Jonah Jackson is out, and that's a big loss for them. Um, Jonah Jackson was incredible in pass protection. The guy that backs him up, uh, not so much. And so if the 49ers get to Goff this weekend, I think the likelihood is, is it's going to be interior pressure. And so you might want to see, you might want to hope for a big game from Hargrave and, and Armstead. But the other concern I have is the same one that you have, and that is Jameer Gibbs and I actually, uh, I tweeted this out earlier today. I even tweeted at Matt Barrows. I just replied to a tweet that he put out. He didn't answer, but I also don't know that he can't answer. But my question is this. We watched Chase Young absolutely lose the edge multiple times in the game against against the Packers. And it was shocking to me how much that D-line missed Cleland Farrell. And... Not only that, but because Young was now in on early downs as well as pass downs, he his pass rush also suffered, right? Because he's on the field l- more, mm-hmm. because he's he's you know, he he has to he has to play against the run. I wonder and, and I almost hope that the way that the 49ers counter that is to bump Armstead out to D end on early downs and bring Kinla in to pair with Hargrave. And now you've got Hargrave and Kinlaw on the interior, even though Eric Armstead is a beast inside and he's a cr- incredible run defender inside, I would be far more comfortable with him setting the edge against this Lions run, uh, rushing attack than Chase Young. And then the other thing that does is that frees Chase Young to then come in and just, along with Randy Gregory, be those guys opposite Nick Bosa that are coming in to just rush the passer when you know it's, it, it's time to rush the passer. Those are my two big concerns is setting the edge and then getting getting pressure on Goff and uh our buddy Akash uh tweeted this out earlier today. Um Jared Goff has the fewest scrambles this season and the sixth most throwaways. So while he's not necessarily getting sacked a lot, what he is doing is is either throwing the ball away or putting the ball in danger when he is getting pressured. And so while we may not see a ton of sacks this game. I mean, we'd like to, but even if we don't, as long as you can get consistent pressure on Goff, I think that is the key, to get him off his spot, to get him rattled, and to to possibly get him to throw the ball into harm's way a couple of times, which is ultimately what they did with Jordan Love in the second half as well. They didn't sack Jordan Love, but the game ceiling uh, interception came because they got pressure. He had to get outside the pocket and then he just made a dumb decision and threw across his body and and Drake Greenlaw picked it off. So, uh, it is, it is pretty important that, that the 49ers get pressure on Goff. But I think more than that, it's important that the 49ers really commit to run defense because this lions team is not going to abandon the run unless, unless they're down by three scores, They're not abandoning the run. Even if they're down two, I can guarantee they're not abandoning the run. You have got to come into this game fully committed to stopping the run. And I think that starts with getting somebody that's fully committed to setting the edge because Chase Young is not.